Gazy, that's you. DJ, I'm breathing out what's your name. Your favorite team is DJ, me. If you don't want the place to stay, you know how it's DJ, me. What's up, sports fans? Welcome back to another episode of TJ and B. I am one of your hosts, Ben Catino, alongside Timothy Duffy. Tim, uh, you know... This, yes, sir. This We're back, episode, baby. Uh, the first part of this episode, we, we never really... It's a segment you never really want to make, you know, but before we completely dive into that, how you doing today? Doing good. Um, Yeah, we do have a tough opening segment today as... You know, our favorite team has officially, you know, castrated all of its fans. It's it sucks, sucks for me and you and anyone who listened to us back in August when we live bet on air. You know, a bunch of money on this team's win total. We'll get to that in a sec, but you know that kind of sums up how I'm doing. I'm feeling a little bit discontent with uh with my balance this week, of uh, after these futures hit and, um. I'm just I'm 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 really eager for the NFL playoffs to start this weekend, but I'm still lingering on what we witnessed this mm-hmm. past Sunday. Me and you both witnessing it together it, uh, made it a little more tolerable being with you, yeah. Ben. But it was it was definitely a lot of disdain coming from me. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I it's it's Wednesday. It's uh six thirty on Wednesday. You know, we've we've had a couple days to kind of digest what happened on Sunday not only Sunday but the whole season and you know I I just I've felt myself these past couple of days kind of thinking back on the Patriots season and it honestly just genuinely puts me in a bad mood like I yeah. I genuinely get mad over it like you just said you we, bet, we, we bet on the win total it loses by half a win I bet the biggest bet of my life on the Pats plus three and a half, or yeah, Pats plus three versus uh the Bengals when we were there on Christmas <laughs> Eve, they lose by four. Yeah. Um, one of the most gross plays I've ever fucking seen on a football field, losing to the Raiders. I mean, it it's just one of those things, man. Where when you when you love a team this much, you know you genuinely care. And for us to still be here and this still be our favorite team, it just shows the fandom that we have. You know, we, they really put us through the fucking ringer this year. I mean, it did. Just but we're, we're also we're not like the Browns. We're not a poverty franchise still. So feel like no, not, absolutely not. But I mean, Patriots fans say when when you think back on the season, man, it's just frustration, man. Like. It's it's what could have been, I guess. You know, I I think this roster was a playoff caliber roster, um, you know. But obviously, there's just there's questions on the offensive side of coaching, and just, I don't know, man. And all of all of this Belichick shit is just starting to piss me off too. Like I, you know me, I I've through and through. I've always been supporting Belichick. I've never been to one to start hating on him, but 
you know, on the hate train to to have a losing season like this and to to hire Matt Patricia as the offensive coordinator. Everyone questioned it. We never got an answer as to why. And then people are asking him in the press conference after the game, and he's not really given an answer again. And it's like this whole this whole grumpy act of giving one or two word responses. It's okay when you're winning, but I mean, when 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 we have a losing season like this and a disappointing season, I mean, we need answers, man. The, like the fans care; these media people genuinely care about the team. You need to let us know what's going on. I mean, we're just kind of left clueless here. We don't really know what's going to happen in the future. I mean, I, I would assume Matt Patricia is not going to be the offensive coordinator next year or offensive assistant because he technically didn't have that title, but yeah. everyone knew that was his title. Um, now Cliff Kingsbury got fired. It, it, he's he's potentially, no, no. he's potentially the new candidate, but that won't happen. I'll, I'll bet every cent on my name that that won't happen because – Bill Belichick never does what he should do in my eyes. In, in terms of in terms of the offense, he never does what he should do. Now, I don't know. I'm kind of ranting here. I, I want to get some of your piece as well. Like what what do you what are you just thinking? Like thinking well, back on this season. You know, a lot of things went down this Patriots season, you know, for some context, because we did start this show kind of cryptically. Kind of uh kind of sad. Patriots losing the Bills in week 18. 35-23, the final score. You know, Mac Jones, three touchdowns. Looked great in that first half. Went 11 for 12, but threw three picks. All in the second half, two in the fourth quarter. Kind of a microcosm of this Patriots season so far. You know, just not being able to close out games. And I think a lot of it goes down to the offensive play calling, offensive system, everything in between. Um, Patriots offense, they were looking really good the first two and a half quarters. But, you know, they looked good in the first two and a half quarters against Minnesota, too. Against, you know, the Raiders, or the, about two quarters in that game. Recent games come to mind, and it's just annoying. It's just annoying. Um, I will say that there were many games that the Patriots could have and should have won. I mean, I say that pretty much every week. Um, you know, it's another game in that list. You know, you, you when you let up two kick returns for touchdowns and <clears throat> winning in game, you're not going to win that game. And I know the odds were stacked against the Pats. I know I went on their show and predicted the Pats to get smoked. I know. And they should have got smoked, but their defense stepped up for the most part, only allowed three touchdown drives, only one of them in the first half. You know, had three takeaways, I think it was, or two. They had the interception by McCourty, and then it was McCourty, I believe, right? Yes. And then um, the fumble at the end of that third quarter. But, you know, just a sloppy game. And it's been a lot of that this season for the Patriots. Um, definitely need something to change offensively. Uh, this defense was one of the top units in the league. There's not many defenses that forces as many turnovers as the Patriots do in general, year in, year out, but especially this year. You know, six games where the Patriots scored defensive touchdowns. This was really a season where the offense had to rely on the defense, which we don't really see in New England. Um, and we haven't for a long time, probably ever in, in our lifetimes to that extent. But um, you know, I have to disagree with you. I don't think the Patriots should even sniff Cling Cliff Kingsbury. I've been calling him a fraud since the end of our show um, when the Cardinals lost their last two games and missed the playoffs in 2020. Fuck Cliff Kingsbury. If he comes to New England, that's going to suck. But um, Matt Patricia is probably even worse, and it's where a lot of the problems with this Patriots 
uh, offense being able to score really stemmed from was just inconsistency calling plays. I don't think Patriots had a single 30-point game this year. No, they did. They had one. They had one. It's the same thing last week. It was against the Browns. But that's it. I mean, when you're only putting up one 30-point game and 17 tries, you're not going to win a lot of games. They lost some really tough games, and, you know, especially in hindsight, too. We went to two of those really tough games. The Bears, the team that's picking first overall in the draft this year, came into Foxborough and, you know, beat the shit out of us. And then the Bengals, the other game, you know, Ramondre putting on the turf. That was the only time, really, where the Patriots offense looked good in the second half. And a lot of it was luck. So definitely some consistency for next year. And most importantly, he got to instill the confidence in Mac Jones for year three. I mean, this is a guy who's going to be seeing his third offensive coordinator in three years, assuming that this whole Patricia judge experiment is blown up. And, you know, Nick Saban, really, he actually said Mac Jones is the smartest quarterback I've ever coached. When you have a guy like Mac Jones who has the intangibles and has the skill, has the vision, and we saw it last year, and make him look like that this year. I mean, only 14 touchdowns, 11 picks on the season in his second year in the league in 14 starts. I mean, subpar numbers. Those are not numbers you want from your starting quarterback. So get some confidence in him. Get a, get a fucking playmaker too. You know, a lot of word yesterday. I want to ask about this. Actually, I'll ask about it right now. Should the Patriots make a move for DeAndre Hopkins, who is expected to be traded this offseason, I mean, we saw the mic'd up NFL films footage of Bill Belichick telling D-Hop a few weeks ago, <clears throat> God, we don't, to, we don't have to play you once every four years now. And, you know, you're the best player, you're the best receiver in the league. He thinks highly of him. So what do you think about that, Ben? There's been rumors swirling out as there always are in Boston media. I want to know what your take is. Yeah, I mean, I would obviously absolutely love it. You know, when when you look at the Patriots offense, to me, it's it's – we have a lot of guys that can make a play, right? They can make a play. We don't have a guy that can make the play. You know, like at the end like of the game, at the end of the games, we don't have a guy that can make the play. We have guys that can make a play, but we don't have a guy that, that can make the play. I think DeAndre Hopkins could fill that void. I really do. But at the end of the day, I just don't see Bill going out to get him. I mean, like I was just saying in my other rant just now, it seems like when you look at the offensive side of the ball, free agency draft, whatever, Bill just does not do what he should do. It's it's like he, in a weird way, it's like he purposely messes up the offense. I mean, I, 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 I don't understand sometimes, man. I, you just look at some of the past decisions and it's like, what the fuck are we doing? And maybe it has a little bit of part of Bill trying trying to swallow his pride and be like, hey, you know what? I can still do something without Brady. I can still make something out of nothing. But at the end of the day, this is not a league where you can do that. If you don't have a guy that can make the play at the end of the game, you're not going to win a lot of games and – that's that's the hole that we need to fill this year. We have Ramondre Stevenson. He can make a play, but he can't make the play. He's blown games for us. Jacoby Myers. Couple of them. Back-to-back Jacoby weeks. Myers. I love Jacoby Myers. He can make a play, but he can't make the play at the end of the game. He'll fucking throw it to Chandler Jones when he's fucking <laughs> – I don't know, dude. Like It's just yeah. – like, If we don't – I'm a go-to out, guy. 
if you don't go out this offseason and get someone like a DeAndre Hopkins, then I don't fucking know what to think, dude. Because at this point, we're years removed from Brady. It's very, very obvious, extremely obvious that we need a receiver. It's it's the same offseason every offseason. We need we need more playmakers. And it just hasn't happened yet. So I mean, the offense just needs a complete overhaul. I think Mac Jones could still be the guy. I'm going to give him one more year. I think we saw glimpses of greatness from him this year, but we also saw glimpses of his definitely worst football that we've ever seen Mac Jones play. And yeah. some of the, some of the, some of those throws and some of those picks were just unexplainable. They're unacceptable, but at the end of the day, he still is a young guy in this league. He had one great year to start off his career one shitty year so i i think in this league you get three years to prove yourself as the guy and it's going to be a make or break season for him and circling back around to deandre hopkins i would absolutely love it tim but i just i don't at the end of the day see us going out to do it because it's 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 always when it seems like there's something we should do it's so clearly the best option for us we just don't do it and i don't know why yeah um, especially, you know, you mentioned ever since Brady left, um, you saw that first year, you know, our number one receiver was Edelman who got banged up. He was like 35 and then Demir Bird, you know, Nikhil Harry, very, very tough. And, you know, it's really is the same thing every year. We saw a little, you know, flash of someone else in the 2021 off season with the signings of Hunter Henry and Johnu Smith and Matt Judon, you know, three, Big signings at the time. You know, the Pats had the most guaranteed money all time for frequency class ever at that point. But, you know, still lacking that one thing, getting a playmaker. And we've seen Belichick try to fix in the draft. You know, guys like Aaron Dobson, 2013. You know, Nikhil Harry a few years ago. You know, Tyquan Thornton this past year. You know, round one and two receivers. And it just really hasn't panned out in any of the instances thus far. I mean, Tyquan has looked okay, but the other two. We're bust, so um, definitely can't get saved by Brady, and really does feel like he kind of does fuck the offense over. And I, I don't understand why. I mean, this defense is year in, year out. It's a great takeaway defense, always a good scoring defense, and there were just a, a lot of games where the Patriots lost because they couldn't put up enough points on the board, and other games where they should have lost they couldn't put enough points on the board, like Pittsburgh or New York the second time against the Jets. So, um. Definitely was an up and down year. 2022 season in the books. And I agree with you, Ben. You texted me earlier this week. This is probably the most annoyed, painstaking season I've had to watch the Pats fan. We were blessed for so long. This is some team's fan base's reality year in, year out. So can't be the worst, you know, having our uh, over eight and a half wins come down to the last week of the season. But, hey, that should have cashed. Should have cashed a couple weeks ago if you really think about it. But – Whatever, man. I really think this team should be playing right now. They're better than Miami at the moment with two out. But, hey, Miami's in. We're not. And that's what it came down to. And Pittsburgh would have got in, too, anyways, if Miami lost. So, ah, man, it just sucks. But I'm going to have to give my 2022 season MVP to Matt Judon with Marcus Jones being a close second. I mean, Matt Judon – a guy who I think, what does he have, like 15 sacks this year? I believe so. It might even be 16. Look it up real quick. Matt Judon, 
he has 15 and a half sacks and only pro bowler on this team. You know, might be a second team all pro too. Um, but Marcus Jones, I mean, keep an eye out for him in the future. I think they're going to incorporate him on both sides of the ball next year in 2023. He's a playmaker when the ball's in his hands, he does great things. We've seen it quite a few times this season. We saw it in real life against the Bengals pick six coming right at the end zone. I was standing in, but, um, Hey, those are really the two shining spots in the Pats. And if Devin McCourty and Matt Slater both retire, it would be really sad. You know, they're Patriots legends forever. Yeah, absolutely. Um, if I had to give him an MVP for the season, I'm actually going to go with Marcus Jones. I feel like he was the spark that we needed in, in, in a lot of times on both sides of the ball. I mean, the first time he touched the ball on offense, he scored. So, I mean, this is a guy with unreal speed. I think he was an absolute steal in the draft. You look at Jack Jones as well, and I mean that that's the thing, man. What moving forward, I mean, a, a on a positive note, right? Is our defense? I would argue our defense is second to the 49ers in the whole entire league. I I, I truly believe that. I I don't even wow, know. it's really, an audacious claim. I I don't like think, it. I don't think that that's too crazy of a take. I mean, I I genuinely do think the Patriots have the second best defense in the league. And a lot of our a lot of the best players on defense are very young guys. Josh Uche, you know, Jonathan Jones is still kind of young. Um Marcus Jones obviously, Jack Jones at corner as well. Um Raquan McMillan, you know, it, it's a lot of Christian Barmore, it's a lot of young guys that have a lot of room to improve. They definitely haven't hit their ceilings yet. So, I mean, it, it just all circles back to offense, man. Our our defense is there. We we can hang with anyone on defense, but we we need a complete overhaul on offense. And you're gonna hear that a lot on this podcast for the months to follow. You know, hopefully we can make some big moves. But until then, March is gonna be fun. That free agency period and yeah. the draft is gonna be really fun. Now, I'll tell you what though. One, one last thing. Um, like I before we you know move on to whatever you're gonna say. Um, while we're on the topic, you mentioned a lot of rookies. I think this was Belichick's best draft class in recent memory. I mean, we're looking at guys like Cole Strange, who was a strange you know first round pick from Chattanooga. Taekwon Thornton was was solid on uh, in the balls he got. Marcus Jones, Jack Jones, and you know backup quarterback of the future, maybe even a starter in Bailey Zappi. You know, solid halfbacks and Pierre Strong and Kevin Harris, who really shined in that Arizona game. And Pierre Strong did fuck us up on Thanksgiving on that roughing the punter, but that's okay. We forgive him. Pats suck anyways. They didn't deserve to be here. But uh, solid draft class. And I I think that, you know, you mentioned a lot of the other young guys too on defense. This is a defense that's built for the future. That's really a bright spot from this team. One of those things I can go to sleep with at night peacefully is that this Pats defense was a great unit in 2022. And, um, you know, they only got caught lacking in a few games, so. Oh, yeah, that that's all you can really ask for, right? I mean, no, no defense in the NFL is going to absolutely shut everyone out. I mean, we just saw the 49ers defense let up 30-plus to Jarrett Stidham and the Raiders, you know. So it's it's kind of one of those things where you give and take where you can. But at the end of the day, I, I thought the Pats had the second-best defense in the league. As you mentioned earlier, six defensive six straight weeks of defensive touchdowns. Is that what it was? I mean, I think it was just six games. Six games in general. I mean, even that is crazy. It's almost a. It's more than a third of the season where we scored a defensive touchdown in the game. So, 
I mean, just crazy output from the defense, but virtually no output from the offense. Um, so, I mean, moving on to a brighter note, though, let's let's dive into these playoff games because these <laughs> these are going to be very, very good. I'm very excited for it. I'm we'll hyped. Start, starting off on Saturday with two games, which is hype. I fucking love Saturday football. Saturday NFL football. It feels Makes like whatever, it feels like for whatever reason, something really funky always happens on Saturday football. Like, I don't know. We had that we had that Colts meltdown. And then last week, that Jags Titans game was just kind of wild. We were watching that together. It was a yeah. weird ending. I, I loved it. Um, but now we Very got the weird wild, ending. Now we got the wild card games. And we start off 4 30 on Saturday. With the Seahawks going to Santa Clara to play the 49ers. Um, they've played twice this year. The Niners have virtually smacked them both times. Um, what are you expecting from this game, Tim? Do you do you see any possibility that this is close? Or is it going to be another Niners smackdown? I think it will be close. Um, I, the Niners, they've really smacked everyone in recent weeks. They they haven't just been winning games the last 10 weeks. They've just been pounding on teams as well. And two of their wins were against Seattle. I mean, Seattle made an eight-point game last time on Thursday night, but it was not that close of a matchup for most of it. But, you know, this is a, this is a 10-point spread right now. And San Francisco deserves this spread with the rate they've been covering at and how much they've been winning games by. But I'll tell you what. It is really hard, and we've seen it in years past, for a team to beat another team three times in one season. And Seattle, they're led by a great coach and Pete Carroll. I mean, Kyle Shanahan's probably a better coach at this point. So I think the Niners have the advantage. But I like Seattle plus 10 this game. I think the Niners are going to win outright. But this will be close. And it's it's a really, it's a really cool game to have as the first uh, – of the slate. I mean, this is the first time these two teams have met in the playoffs since the uh, the tip, the NFC Championship in 2013. So this is a uh, rivalry that we are seeing come back to light, and I think the Niners are going to take round three. But Seattle, they'll be marching. They'll make it close. Yeah, I I actually could not agree Whoa, with you. That's a I could, sus, I could. Oh, wait, real quick. This is sus over under 42 and a half. I was just going to mention that. Is that is crazy, bro. I, I could not agree with you more. I think I think the Niners are going to win this game, but I think it's going to be within that 10-point margin. I think the Seahawks are going to cover in this game. And like you just said, that over-under, I think that's a big indication of how this game is going to go. You know, it might be a 21-17 type of game, you know, that sort of thing where it's tough to get points in this game. Um, obviously the Niners are a very good defense. It's going to be tough for the Seahawks to move the ball, but I also think the Seahawks are going to play some pretty, pretty stout defense in this game. I mean, they've seen the Niners twice already this year. You mentioned as well, it's really hard to beat a team three times in one year. Um, it, it's going to be interesting. I mean, do I think the Seahawks could win this game outright? A small part of me thinks they might be able to. I mean, it would probably be the biggest upset you could think of on this whole card outside of maybe the Dolphins beating the Bills. But I think there's a very – I'd say it's like a 5 to 10, 10% chance, you know. The Seahawks are kind of one of those teams that they've hung around all year. They've well over-exceeded expectations, and it could be a team of destiny. You know, that they, they could – 
I can see a path in my head to victory for the Seahawks, but ultimately, yeah, I I agree with you completely. I think the Niners are gonna win, and they're gonna, but the, it's gonna be within ten points. I'll probably actually be betting Seahawks plus ten. Yeah, I like Seahawks plus ten. Um, I think Seattle's gonna have to just keep up offensively, the Niners, and it's gonna be tough for them. I like the over in this game. Wow, but I'm not I'm not a big point guy. The unders smacked both times they played this year. Uh, 34 points each time they've played this year, which I'm assuming they're the overall that was the under both times. But you know, Vegas they like the low scoring game, and I'm gonna I'm gonna take the uh the contrary. I think Geno Smith has to get loading in this one early. You have to score on the first drive if they want any chance in this game. So uh, give me give me the Seahawks plus ten, and the over. But Niners gonna win this one by a final score. Of you know, give me something cheeky. Give me give me 31-27. Wow. That would be fucking sick to start. That'd be sick to start the weekend off. I think a lot of people think a lot of people think that's what the next game is gonna be like, but I'm I I, I don't think so. That's what I was gonna say. I think uh I think this is where we're gonna see the points when the Chargers go down to Duval in Jacksonville and play the Jaguars. I mean, this is a game that it's going to be very exciting. There's a lot of young stars that are going to be on the field in this game. Um, I'm very interested to see how Trevor Lawrence plays in this game, uh, see how he handles the pressure of being in the playoffs. I mean, one of the biggest turnarounds that I can remember in recent history of this Jaguars team, where did they start yeah. like th- two and six or some shit? Uh, they were three and seven. Three and seven, and now they're all the way up to they nine. Were, they were like two and five, though. They are like two and six, though, yeah. Wow. I mean, you know, you turn around in general too. They were three and fourteen last year, and one and fifteen the year before. And now, crazy. You know, they, they turned back to back first overall picks into a playoff berth this year. Crazy. Now, I, I, I keep looking at the card all throughout this week, and this is the game that's really tripping me up. At 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 this very point in time, I don't, I don't necessarily have an official pick for this game. Um, as of right now, when we're recording this podcast. I kind of like the Jaguars. I I think, I think they're at you know they're at home, and I think they're going to be motivated with the crowd. You know, they had a little bit of an off week last week. You kind of tell tell Trevor Lawrence was kind of off his game, missing a lot of their yeah. receivers. They probably should have won by a lot more versus the Titans, and I think he'll get back back in rhythm this week. But I mean. Herbert's also such a dog, man. Keenan Allen's starting to turn it up at the right time. It's going to be a high-scoring game, in my opinion. I don't know, man. I, I, I'm i going to pick the Jags right now, but that could very well change by Saturday. Honestly, give me the Chargers. Minus one. Got to pick a road team, I think. You know, every uh, every wildcard weekend is due for one or two of these, maybe even three, but – like the Chargers, and I think the difference is, like you mentioned, Trevor Lawrence, he missed a lot of throws off his game last week. I don't think Herbert is going to do that. I really think the moment was a little bit big for Trevor Lawrence, his first real NFL big-time moment, trying to make the playoffs. Herbert's already been here. I mean, we saw it week 18 with the Raiders, went pound-to-pound, toe-to-toe with that Raiders defense and Derek Carr in the fourth quarter in overtime, end up losing at the buzzer in OT, but I like Herbert in this game. Both these guys playoff debuts. This is going to be a money maker for the NFL, I, I think. Uh, especially with Al Michaels coming back to NBC to call a game. He's calling this game. I mentioned on Unapologetic earlier this week, but 
I think that's going to be a lot of fun. And, you know, I, I like the Chargers. I think this is a more ready team for the moment. I know Jacksonville, one of the youngest squads in the league. Um, they're at home. They're under the lights. You know, not too many primetime games in Duval County, I'll tell you that. So, let's see. This is this one, This is the closest points where we have this week. Well, I like the Chargers, and I like the under. Under 47 and a half. Oh. I think that the Jaguars' offense kind of comes out a little bit slow again this week. I mean, the Chargers, they lost last week to Denver in a game where they surprisingly played their starters more than half of it, already having the five-seed clinched. But I like the Chargers, man. And give me a final score of 24-20. Final. Justin Herbert, textbook game-winning drive. 35-30, Jags. 35-30. Absolute shootout. You think it's going to be a shootout like that, huh? Yeah, I do. Doug Peterson versus uh, Brandon Staley. These are two very vulnerable defenses, in my opinion. Especially the Jags. Especially the Jags. Jags have been good, though, man. I mean, the Jags smoked them the first time they played, if you remember that, back in week three. 38 to 10. Another thing about this weekend, all these games are rematches of regular season games. So yeah, that's pretty good. see a lot of revenge matchups for a lot of these teams. But uh, you know, I like uh I like the Chargers getting their revenge. I think mm-hmm. and they're gonna be one of those teams getting their revenge. I uh I might be with you by Saturday. You know, we'll 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 see uh what my final picks are on Saturday. I, but... I have a feeling you might be. Yeah, I have a feeling too. But um, you know, moving on to Sunday, we got my least favorite game of the weekend, honestly. Yeah. Falcons playing Buffalo in Buffalo. Tua's out. The spread is now thirteen points, which is crazy. But I honestly think they're gonna hit that. I think this game might be like a thirty-five fourteen type of game. The Bills are they they're playing with a lot of heart. Yeah, they're playing with a lot of heart right now. And uh they're they're gonna be tough to stop. Yeah, they're gonna be tough to stop. I got the Bills covering the spread in this one too, probably in the over, maybe by themselves, honestly. <laughs> Seriously. Um, they might. You know, this Dolphins team they they've been extremely cold. Um losing five in a row before winning against the Jets last week. Thank you, by the way, Miami, for Getting that safety at the end of the game, fucking up my parlay. Dude, Sick. That pissed me off so That's plus bad. three and a half or, or four, whatever it was, was really tough to swallow. But um, yeah, and the Bills are going to smoke the Dolphins. I mean, the Dolphins gave them two really good games this year. One of them, you know, in which they won. The Dolphins are one of the Bills' only three losses. But, you know, I like the Bills at home. I like them covering. They're playing for DeMar, who got discharged from the hospital today, actually, this morning. Crazy shit. Crazy shit. And, um, yeah, man, Dolphins don't stand a chance with Skylar Thompson. You know, you don't really see too many um, seventh-round picks making their playoff debut their rookie year. But, you know, I'm going to say this, dude. If the Dolphins win this game, this will be the biggest upset we've seen in quite a long time. I, I just made a TikTok the other day about biggest playoff upsets since, like, 2000. And, uh, this would probably this would probably be like number three, honestly. Oh yeah, this, this mean, would be up there with like Saints, Seahawks, Beast Quake run. This would be up there with uh, the Titans a few years ago against the Ravens. It would be like two or one for me. I mean, it's, it would, would probably be, only be behind like Super Bowls forty two and thirty six. You know, be a crazy crazy upset. But 
No way. I see that happening. No way. There's there's gotta be no way, right? None. No way. None. No way. Give me the over and Bills minus 13. Dolphins, you know, Mike McDaniel will drop a couple of bullshit scoring drives middle third quarter down like 30 to 7 or something, dude. Yeah. I think the Bills are gonna have this wrapped up by half. No, I couldn't I couldn't agree with you more. I'm on the same. I like Bills minus 13. I also like the over. Now here's where I can truly see an upset happening. This is this Giants. is everyone's trendy pick this week. Yeah, and that's what scares me a little bit. But the Giants going on the road to Minnesota playing the Vikings, they're getting three points. I think the Giants are gonna win this one outright, man. The Giants are a team historically when they get into the playoffs, they and they have a nine and seven record like this, they they always get those rat wins, dude. They always seem to rat <laughs> their way in and then rat some wins in the playoffs. Man, I, I like the momentum that the Dolphins ha- or the Giants have right now. I think they're playing well. They overexceeded expectations very heavily this year. Saquon Barkley is going to be heavily leaned on in this game. And another yeah. reason I like the Giants is because they just played the Vikings a couple weeks ago and they lost by three. So that indicates to me that these teams are very evenly matched. And getting that key number of three points, I mean, they just lost by three points. So getting that key number of three points is huge, especially in a matchup like this. I think the Giants win outright in a low-scoring game. I like Giants plus three, and I like the under 48. Yeah, I like the Giants in this game too. And, you know, I, you did mention, it is scary, that uh, that um, they're uh, – sorry, my bad. I was kind of lagging. The trendy pick. The trendy pick. It's a little bit scary, but Vikings, I mean, in the bottom third of run defenses this year, Saquon Barkley, 5-1, and one, I read this today, in games in which uh, he gets the ball more than 20 times on a rushing attempt. So, wow. a big game. And, you know, I, I really – I was picking the Vikings almost all week, but, you know, I think a road team's going to win the NFC, maybe even two of them. We might have three NFC East teams in the divisional round. Give me the Giants in a cheeky win. Cheeky. I'm talking like overtime. You know, I'm talking, I'm talking a, a stop in overtime and a field goal to win it. Some Daniel Jones bootleg to put him in field goal range, get in the middle of the field. Uh, I can already imagine it in that four o'clock slate. Oh, man, this is going to be a good game. But um, ah, I like the Giants money line. I like the Giants in the game, but I would still bet their spread. They're plus three. I would buy half a point just wow. to be safe, maybe. And I like the under as well in this game. Um, 40, we saw it 27-24 the other week. I think this is going to be a game in which the Giants have to control the clock. They want to really win. That Vikings offense is really scary. I mean, they've been good all year. Justin Jefferson had 12 for a buck 33 and a touchdown the first time these two teams met. They're going to have to contain them. And Giants have been playing some very cold football lately. They started 7-2, and two, you know, finished 2-5-1 and one down the stretch. But Vikings are an extremely vulnerable squad, very vulnerable. They've they're eleven and zero in one score games, but the four games they've lost, you know, they've lost by eleven or more in all those games as well. So, um, like the Giants in a close one, Coach Coach Dabble gets his first playoff victory and continues being the best fat dude in New York since Biggie. <laughs> wow, that was fucking awesome. <laughs> but, uh, I I agree with you. I I think the Vikings are very vulnerable as well. And yeah, I I love this pick, man. I like I I'm gonna keep saying it all week, but the Giants are just so rat in the playoffs. I 
I love how you said it's going to be like some bootleg type shit, like getting <laughs> a stop in overtime and then kicking a field goal. Like I can, ask you this, you can so picture that in your head. It's it'd be such a giant way to win a playoff game. I gotta ask you this: so Do you think the Giants would stand any chance going to Philadelphia the next week? No. Nah. <laughs> no. But hey, they're the Giants. They've proved us wrong in the past. They have. I mean, they've so, proved us wrong all year. You know, different they, team though, different quarterback, yeah. different coach. But they're still they're still the New York Football Giants. I think they're gonna win this game. I think it's gonna be really cheeky, and it'll really be like, wow, Daniel Jones just bought himself another couple of years as this team's quarterback. It'll be by far the most cheeky game of the week for whoever yeah. wins that game. I'm, I mean, I'm taking a final be- score of. 20 to seven, 20 to 17. I love that. I would say 24, 21. And if this game, if this game was at one o'clock, I would take Kirk Cousins and the Vikings. 4.30? I didn't even think about that. It's not 1 o'clock Kirk Cousins. Not 1 o'clock Kirk, so. It's also not prime time, though. So. It's also not prime, but it's also not prime time Daniel Jones, either. Daniel Jones is like, oh, mm-hmm. like, what is he, oh, and 11 in prime time or some shit. He sucks. It's going to be the king of 430 game. Yeah, definitely will be. I'm excited for it. Now the next matchup, this uh, in-division matchup, Ravens-Bengals again for the second straight week. Line is Bengals laying eight and a half points. Lamar Jackson is probably not going to be playing. I don't know if Tyler Huntley will be. I believe he will be. I would. Be I actually saw that he he is not throwing in practice today, Tyler Huntley. So really, and it's Wednesday. This game's in three days. So, jeez, man. Um, just, I think this is gonna be a smoke, dude. Yeah, I I think the I mean this this line opened up at six and a half. It's now eight and a half. The Bengals might cover that. I mean, if Tyler Huntley was playing, I would actually like the Ravens plus eight and a half, but. If it's Anthony Brown, I mean, he he fucking stinks. I mean, we saw it last weekend. He fucking stinks. He's throwing the ball better than Huntley, though. Huntley yeah. Was, Huntley was pretty fucking bad, too, in his starts. He was terrible. Yeah. So, I but, mean, either way, it's going to be tough for the Ravens. I don't know. Eight and a half is a lot of points. So, I, I probably won't be touching the spread either way in this game, honestly. I, I kind of like the over 40 and a half just because I think the Bengals are going to put up 30 plus and then the Ravens might get some garbage time touchdowns. But this is kind of a tough game, man. It's a little bit of a disappointment, in my opinion. If if we had a fully healthy bank or Ravens squad, I feel like this would be a very evenly matched game. But unfortunately, we're, we're just not going to get that. And I think the Bengals are going to route them. Yeah, I also got to take back what I said about Anthony Brown throwing it well. He actually went 19 of 44 last week <laughs> for a uh, 46 quarterback grading. Uh, tough, tough sledding. Uh, but I agree. Um, Ravens, I don't think they're going to be fine with Lamar Jackson not playing. He's he's missed his 16th straight practice today, which is a lot of practice to miss. And I think a lot of it kind of has to do with him just wanting his money. It's like, I think it's kind of arrogant. To an extent, if he, if if that's part of the reason why he's not playing, you know, when he's suffered suffered this injury, it's supposed to be a two to three week injury. Now we're sitting at the sixth game that he's gonna miss. I mean, it's it's kind of ridiculous. Um, I mean, I think they kind of need Lamar if they ever if they even want to have a chance to cover this, let alone win the game. But 
Yeah, the Bengals. I think this is going to be the under, but by barely. I don't think the Ravens are going to put enough points on the board. I think it'll be a 30 to 10 game. I hate to predict some shit like that, but. Wow, um, 0.5. Yeah. 30 to 10 game. I have it at 42 and a half. You have it at 40 and a half? Yeah, I'm on ESPN. Really? So. Oh, okay. Um, this is not going to be that close, I don't think. The Ravens have just looked at such a loss for words without Lamar Jackson. They just haven't scored more than 17 points in any of their games. And it's uh it sucks. It's not good. And it's tough to watch because this team was really scary. So they got what was it, eight and three, nine and three again. So yeah, man, it's uh it's no bueno. No bueno at all. Now the final game of the weekend is Bueno. I'm very excited. <laughs> and I actually have my favorite play of the weekend in this game. Um, Let's hear it. This might be very controversial, but I I think Dallas is going to win this game. I, I think Dallas is going to go into Tampa Bay. I think they're going to they're going to cover two and a half. I think I'm going to probably take their money line just to be safe. But you you can only beat a team so many times, and Brady has beaten the Cowboys every time he's played them. I just I can't see that his luck against the Cowboys continuing this far. I think the Cowboys they're in a little bit of a drought right now. They haven't been playing their best football, but I think this is where they see it. We see it turning around. They're gonna rely heavily on Zeke and Pollard. They're gonna put up a lot of points, in my opinion, on this Bucks defense that is pretty stout, but has been vulnerable at times as well. I think Dak's gonna fix his interception issues this week as well. I love the Cowboys in this game. It's it's genuinely my favorite play of the week. You know, this is one of those games, kind of like for the Chargers-Jags game for me, that it is for you, that I'm not even sure yet. Um, I keep thinking about how I got burnt a few years ago, betting against Brady a couple times in that Super Bowl run. He's plus money at home, and it's Tom Brady, so it's not going to be a bad bet. But Cowboys are just a way better team, 12-5. and five. They got smoked last week. They're not – that's not the team they actually are, though. The Reds here are the – Football team, the commanders just put them on their heels last week for literally no reason, but I'm not even sure yet, man. I like the over in this game a lot, 45. I know that's sus, very sus. It went under very hardcore earlier in the year. Cowboys um, lost that game at home. You remember Dak Prescott hurting his finger, but again, Dak for full game. This offense has really found its way clicking. Ah, man, I don't even know yet. I'm glad, I'm glad this is the Monday night game, uh, the Joe Buck, Troy Aikman game. Could be Tom Brady's retirement party. You know, will it come at the hands of the Dallas Cowboys? That'll be very conflicting for NFL memes, you know. But I'm not sure, man. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna lean towards Tampa right now. But come Monday night, we'll see what I have on the book. Yeah, I I feel like this is one of those games where it, everyone's gonna be taking Tampa. You know, the, the lines already moved from three to two and a half. That's a pretty key number. Um, yeah, hammering Tampa right now. Um, and I just ultimately don't think that's what's going to happen, man. I'm going to be very contradictory to everyone else. It's tough to actually bet against Tom Brady, especially in the playoffs, but hey, I'm going to do it. This is my favorite play of the week, Dallas Moneyline. And I like the under, actually. Under 45, huh? Under 45. I mean, this is this is, is going to be the game of the week. You knew, you knew right when this game was scheduled to play that it's going to be a primetime slot. Oh, yeah. You know. Two teams are going to draw a lot of views, a lot of money. 
Oh, man, I can't wait. For, this is my favorite game of the week, probably, just to see. You know, this could be history to find. Will Tom Brady's career end Monday night? This should be his last season in the league, but who who the fuck knows? Like, oh, he'll be back next year. Who the fuck knows if Brady's going to come back? Who the fuck knows if Lamar Jackson's going to be a Raven next year? Who the if fuck he doesn't win it all this year, he's going to be back. Yeah, he already lost his family, so there's really nothing to lose at this point. Yeah, exactly. But, I like the I like the Cowboys plus three though. This would be a this would be a one or two point game. I'm thinking like a 24, 22 type of game. Some cheeky Some, shit. Something that gets super cheeky, you know. Comes down to a to a field goal at the buzzer, and I don't know which team's gonna hit it. Um, ah, we'll see. It's a tough. I'm, one. I'm excited for this one. Yeah, I am too. And uh, all right, so that wraps up the wild card weekend. This is very exciting. You know, we, we've been waiting all year for the playoffs. Unfortunately, the Pats aren't in it, but, you know, that doesn't uh, take away from our excitement for playoff football. I mean, this is the best type of football you can get. Um, And I'm fucking excited, man. I hope we're going to watch some games together. I'm sure. Yeah, we will. Absolutely. I'm sure we will on one of these days. And, um, yeah, is there, is there anything else you want to add for this, for this episode? You know, just keep praying for DeMar. Go Pats. Yeah. And uh, God bless. And let's win some fucking units this yeah. weekend. Eh? We're winning units this weekend. This we is going to be an emotional winning. week. And uh, as always, go Pats. See you guys all next time. Peace.